Welcome to Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. This podcast is for people who want to learn how to thrive with a disability. It is also designed to share insights for those who have friends or family with a disability. Brad Gabrielson, our host, was born with cerebral palsy and uses a wheelchair for mobility. He is a North Dakota native and believes life is about managing challenges with understanding, mental toughness, and determination. Welcome to another episode of Living with a Disability No Big Deal podcast. My name is Brad Gabrielson. I'm talking to Greg again. How are you doing, Greg? Uh, good, Brad. How are you doing today? Oh, not bad. It's not a bad day out. When you look at the uh, look outside, I see blue, I see uh, sun, and, uh, and I see that it's Friday today. Friday's a good thing today. Yep, Friday's a good day. It is. So, Brad, what, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, uh, um, I started a, a nonprofit organization called PAMO, which is short for the Poem and New Miller Memorial Organization. It's a nonprofit by 1C3 nonprofit. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Really? Well, that uh, certainly sounds interesting. A nonprofit organization that you've recently started called PANMO, as in uh, Polly Ann Newmiller Memorial Organization. All right. Well, uh, kind of in short here, when did the uh, when did you get the organization started? First of all, actually, I, I started it during the time when uh, we were all shut in for COVID. I came oh. up with, I came up, um, with the, you know, I wanted to always start it, but then finally I had time to do it, you know, but Paulie's been gone for six years now. And, uh, you know, since she helped me a lot throughout my life because I was, as you all know, I have several palsies. She was my uh, personal attendant and um, the mother of my two children. So, you know, she's helped me a lot. So I figure I'd like to pay her back with this nonprofit and also help handicap people like she did. So that was basically like the impetus uh, or the reason behind kind of you wanting to do that is to... Uh to uh to kind of keep her name alive and to um kind of as payback for all the things that she had done for you but now tell us a little bit about uh what are the main focus or focuses of the uh of panmo well basically um panmo is is, um is so we can help Get things that Medicare won't cover for the for the individual, like uh, outside wheelchairs and uh, ramps, shower chairs, and and that make sure that uh, you know if they need things um, fixed up in their home, like doors need to be widened or. need to be taken out or the bathroom needs to be made bigger for the wheelchair to get into. Uh, um, that's what we're there for. We're, um, so basically the things that medical care won't cover, we'll go ahead and cover it. All right. Uh, so Medicare, for all those of you listening that are not familiar with what that is, that's basically insurance that uh, is available to uh uh, different uh, well first of all to those that are um, older and also to those that may be younger who are in need of uh, the supplemental insurance provided by the federal government of the United States uh, did you say outside wheelchairs now what's an outside wheelchair like what's how's that different well this is because I use my manual wheelchair outside right, so is right, that what right. you're talking about well um there's a difference between 
Like, your manual wheelchair, you can take wherever. But uh, Medicare classifies, like, for example, my chair as an in, you know, for indoor use only. Okay. Yes, I can ride outside with it, I can take it outside. But I'm talking about places where, like, if you want to go fishing or or if you want to go and do a little hunting, like deer hunting or anything like that, this chair doesn't uh, go so good, you know, around uh, rough, uh, um, rough areas like in the country or anything like that. So outside chairs, basically, they have um, more like uh, tracks like a caterpillar or or a bigger blue tire on the chair or you know different things like that. So an outside chair would allow you to get through like mud or snow or say uh, exactly uneven terrain, maybe some woods, a creek. Right. Um, you know, some of those I see can even go in water. Yeah, up to a certain point. Yeah. Yes. So I imagine something like that must cost, uh, you know, quite a bit of money. Um, I, I've seen chairs run um, anywhere from twenty six to fifty thousand. Twenty six to what thousand? Fifty. Fifty thousand. Now, what could you get for fifty? Would it uh, mow your lawn and all that then, or well, mix your drinks at night, or? I don't know. I think basically, um, you know, you can put like a snow plow on it, probably, or a snow blower. Um, I've seen some that have that you can put like a sidewalk sweeper on them. So, you know, the kind that spin with the little, you know, the brushes that you know, you see them that way. So, yeah. So the outside chairs, I think you mentioned uh, shower chairs, shower stalls, shower things, things that would be considered uh, like adapting of the home for the individual. Mm -hmm. um, did you mention ramps at all? I think you did. I think I did, um, but something like roll around. Matter of fact, there's a thing on our website that I would like to talk about if I may. Uh, well, what is the website address for those listening? It's Pam. It's www.pamoorgan.org. All right, so www.panmo, that's P-A-N-M-O, Panmo. Org, org, dot org. So panmoorg, dot org. Okay. So continue. And then, and then they, and then, uh, there's, like I said, it's a ramp giveaway where I, I'd like to give out one ramp away to all fifty states in, in my fiance's name and Polly's name for free. And, uh, you know, they run approximately, uh, each round runs, depending upon the length and uh, stuff like that. But on average, minus the rails, runs about two grand. Okay. So you've got a, uh, you said something about the website. Uh, does that have the uh, ramp program and the associated uh, costs for that project up there? Yes, it does. So that would be one of the uh, projects of the Panmo organization would be uh, to provide a ramp to uh, an individual in each of the uh, 50 states. And so what do they have to do to, to get one of these ramps? Uh, to be able to get a ramp, um, you just have to nominate somebody, nominate a person in your family or or your, you know, a friend, um, just send a, just uh, send me a little note with their name and we'll send you out an app. We'll send, you'll send them out a ramp. Send them out an app, application. Oh, an app, an application. Yes. And so, all right. 
so we know, so we can find out what they're gonna use it for, so we can, you know, because um, each each uh, ramp is basically made for that particular person in a sense, you know, depending on the, the you know, the, the length of it, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, so that way they get it for free and I can come out and actually um, be there during the, during, during the, you know, set something up where we can be there and promote the whole program and uh, go to town to town. So it'd be an interesting situation, I think. Well, would it be a possible media opportunity or? I would hope so, yes. Um, I would I would love it. That way we can get the word out there. And we're also um, having, we didn't have it this year because we didn't have it this year because of COVID, but hopefully next year we can have what we call Buffalo Jam. Um, it's a two-day concert where um, the money we from the concert goes for, you know, so we can uh, buy things from, you know, buy things from if people need things, we can help them. And also, um, we also would like to buy some property where kind of like a mini uh, um, we fest basically. And so um, I'd like to buy some and so we can uh, have it right, right out in our own uh, property, and develop it with uh, with all handicap accessible. Now, what's a wee fest? Wee fest is like a country music uh, um, concert that they have every year at in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. So basically, a, a concert event, a festival. Right. Basically, that's what we would like um, this little two-day concert to have, be like, uh, you know, every year. I like to make it annually. I like to make it so that I, I um, you know, that's a, that would be a, one of our biggest fundraisers of the year, if not the biggest fundraiser of the year. Um, we can bring um, bands in locally and nationally known bands, I hope. Well, that sound, sounds exciting, but just to kind of touch on this for. ramp program, uh, how do people like uh, apply or nominate somebody? Well, we have a, we have a form on the website. We do? Yes. Okay. So they go to the website and there's a form there. Yep. And what do they do? Do they email it? Do they fax well, it? Do they? Well, they can um, just, um, I think they email, email us and lets me know that there's a person interested and we, we send them a form. All right. And I assume the email contact information is on the website as well. Correct. Okay, so they uh, get the form, uh, complete it, nominate somebody or themselves, and email that back, and you go ahead and, and look at it and vet them, I suppose, to see if uh, if they're a good candidate for a for a roller ramp that fits their needs. Right. Make the selection and then and do it from there. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard when you have two people from the same state. Then you have yeah. That that would be you know that that's the hard part. Yeah. You know, now this uh, concert, uh, this that doesn't sound like any small feat. I imagine uh, there must be a lot of advanced planning and expenses that go along with something like that. Or yes, um, it takes almost a year, or maybe even more. I mean, do does it to get all the um stuff you need down like you have to talk to their agent you have to um, find out the printing cost of tickets you gotta 
getting the insurance and all that. So it takes some planning and, and uh, I believe the budget for the concert is about 125000 or 200000 something like that. I don't quite remember what, what was. Is that information up there on the yeah. website as well for the Buffalo yeah. Jam outfit? Yep. Mm -hmm. So a, people can a, go to panmoorg.org and check out the information about uh, a possible uh, Buffalo Jam concert that would be held in uh, what would what would be next year at this point, 2022? Would that be like in the fall or? No, hopefully you can either put it in August or September. August or September, that'd be a good month, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I like to, it's still warm, it's not cold, and uh, we can have it at the Stutzman County Fairgrounds here, here in the Buffalo City of Jamestown, and, uh, you know, like, I'd like to see uh, um, maybe a little Texas or something, or or some national, a couple of national bands, and then uh, a couple of local bands. Who knows? Um, have together with get together on my board and see what they want to do. But I think it'll be a great situation to help the handicap. There's, um, you know, when it comes to electric. Uh, anything for outside use or anything uh, other than the guidelines that the um, Medicaid and Medicare have, I mean, they won't pay for it, like standards and stuff. So it's it's expensive, and uh, so if we can help out, I think that would be a grand thing. So imagine uh, arranging bands, things like that on a national level would take uh, how much time in advance do you have to plan for something like that? And how much do you have to, is there like a deposit that you put yeah. down for them or? You have to put down at least, I think it's like in some cases $10,000. Okay. Before they even can, before they'll even sign uh, for a date on a calendar. So they have to have $10,000 and then you got to make sure that um, make arrangements to make sure you go pick them up with a limousine or uh, you know what I mean so it's a lot of planning ahead of time and uh, so well there is a deposit that you have to come up with and or money up front you have to come up with yes now you say uh, providing outside wheelchairs, uh, different equipment, uh, maybe uh, some little ad adaptations, maybe a handicap uh, accessible van, things of that nature. How how would those uh, how does how do you envision that working? Where um, I mean, where do you anticipate receiving? these requests? I mean, how do you go about finding well, people that actually would be in need of, of some of these things? Well, um, I think by, um, by word of mouth or even uh, in a situation like this where, where people um, will find out how to get a hold of me and, uh, and maybe do some um, public uh, events like you know, like using the media in some other ways, but you know, uh, we just have to get the word out. Yeah, I'm sure if the word gets out that uh, Brad's giving away free stuff, that uh, you'll have people coming out of the woodwork, so you'll yeah. have a problem on your hands maybe at some point, uh, as far as uh, supply and demand here, but. Um, have you reached out to any manufacturers about uh, the equipment that you plan to provide? Or, well, I have with roller ramps and, and stuff like that. And, and what about any of the outdoor wheelchair companies? Uh, I see there's two on the site. There, one's right, called the, yeah. uh, a Zizel, and one's called the um, 
Well, it's a six-wheeled device with independent suspension out of, uh, out of England. Now, what about those two? Well, um, I, I have been, I've been waiting for them to um, contact me. They, they're aware of our picture up there, but, uh, you know, I just use it as an example, but they are wonderful chairs. Um, they're pretty cool. Uh, it looks like they're very comfortable. Um, I wish I had one of my own, to be honest, but um, those are the kind of chairs that a person could use to really feel independent and get out, get out in the fresh air. Where you don't have to worry about getting stuck, hung up, or anything like that. And they have a little longer life as far as the charge of, a, of the battery, you know, because it's all electric. Well, if you folks want to look at something really cool, uh, there's a video posted on panmoorg.org on the uh, website there that would show it's under, I believe, services. But you can see a video of this Ziesel Austrian wheelchair that goes, I think, 25 miles an hour and turns on a dime. About 20 miles an hour. And... Uh, does a 90 degree turn in snow. And mm -hmm. so it absolutely looks like it's stable and looks like a really good time. Yep, and you also can pull your own fish house out to the wake. Oh, it's sure. Of, it's got a lot of torque. Oh, sure. Pulling fish houses out, using it for sporting activities, hunting activities, fishing, and just mm -hmm. general outdoors mayhem, if you will. Oh, yeah. Um, almost taking the place of a four-wheeler. Basically, yeah, and I honestly believe that, I mean, I've always believed this, just because you're in a wheelchair doesn't mean you can't go and, and go places that everybody else goes, you just have to find the tools to do it. Just got to find the place and the tools to do it and go ahead and just unleash it, right? Unleashed yeah. liberty and freedom, man. That's it. So your first experience with uh with establishing a 501c3 or a nonprofit? well with my nonprofit, is no uh, uh, i um you got out there a little bit so i didn't get the thing is this your first experience with establishing a nonprofit? no i've had a nonprofit organization called uh um great plains guide dogs trained with an handicap where they train service dogs, but they changed their names several times since then. But I was the original founder of the dog school in Judd, North Dakota. And so that outfit essentially trained dogs to be service dogs. Now, what does a service dog do once again? They assist uh, the disabled person they're disabled master or in any capacity that you're trained for, like hearing, like um, people that be um, going from the service and have that, um, their situation, some even um, dogs can't even smell before they have that pheromones before a person has a like a low sugar attack, they have diabetes. Because they can smell their, you know, evidently there's a pheromone that the dogs can smell when the sugar drops. So Wow, that seems awful uh, unique uh, ability there. Yes. Well, it sounds like uh, now service training service dogs. Does that tie in in any way to the nonprofit? As far as would that be an opportunity for someone yes. to be able to? Uh, yes, yes, we attach would help. onto a service dog uh, as we part would, of their need. Yeah, we would help pay for a service dog. They run around. They run around anywhere from uh, twenty to thirty thousand right now. So okay, twenty to thirty thousand U.S. dollars for a. Uh, service dog that would help the yeah. handicap with whatever chores or uh, needs or activities that they needed assisting with them. Right. 
Have you had a service dog? Yes, I have. Now, what did the dog do for you? How was that experience? What sorts of things was he able to? He could pick up change, change off the floor, like quarters, nickels, dimes, pennies. Um, he could pick up um, pop. Um, I dropped my pop can. He could pick it up and without biting through the aluminum can. He can open doors, turn on lights. Um, he also um, was strong enough. One day I uh, tipped backwards in my chair. And, and I grabbed on his, his um, back of his harness and I said, forward. And he tipped the ch- chair back on all fours again. <laughs> so Really? Yeah, I was in my manual chair at the time. So <laughs> wow, was, that takes a lot of strength to be able to. Yeah, he was a golden retriever lab cross named Bo. So. My, that must have been an awful strong animal as well as, of course, a very intelligent one. Now, did you train that animal yourself? No. Um, I got him on uh, um, Columbus, Ohio. Okay, so that dog had already been trained then when you uh, when you got the animal. Yeah, when I got the animal, I brought him back to Fargo. Or, yeah, but I flew into Fargo at the time. So. Now, are they are they ready to go, or do you have to fine tune them for that individual? Like, uh, I mean, individual needs and stuff like that. Right, you have the. Um, you spend about only oh, be ten weeks or ten weeks, excuse me, ten days or two weeks with them and uh, get to meet the dog because he's a he's going to be your partner, you know, basically, you know. So you have to get to know the dog, and the dog has to know you as an individual, and then any any uh, individual needs can also be. Um, custom to your needs, but they have the general idea of, you know, opening the door and stuff like that because you fill it out in your application. But if there's some fine tuning, that's where the two or three weeks come into. All right. Uh, so you've got, you've mentioned, uh, the concert mm-hmm. you've mentioned kind of the ramp giveaway and of course uh that would be funded by donations would it not yes it would so if one were to go about uh, wanting to do something like that how would they go about is what are the different ways in which they can uh well they can go on the website and uh donate there's a donate now button and we have a paypal account um, or if you live in the North Dakota or surrounding area here in North Dakota, you could do the same thing or um, send send donations to uh, the bank here in Jamestown Gate City um, Bank in either Jamestown or Fargo. So okay, so. The uh, Donate Now button is located on the website, looks like, as you said here. Yes, yes. Um, and then there is a, a bank that you use, evidently, for the nonprofit. And the name of that bank uh, looks like it's called Gate City Bank, you said, huh? Yep. And that's located in Jamestown, North Dakota. Or, or Fargo, North Dakota. Or Fargo, North Dakota. So... Um, the address in Jamestown would be the Gate City Bank at 309 2nd Avenue Southwest. That's in Jamestown, North Dakota. It's ND. Zip code is 58401. Um, and do they just write uh, PANMO on there, P A N M O org, or Pollyann Numular? organization or they can do both we can do both ways okay and that will get to the uh that will get to the account just fine okay so paypal or click a donate now on the website or send a check or money order or however they choose to do that to the um, gate city bank in jamestown or fargo north dakota 
Yep. So, and and I think with the concert, I think if we, that way, um, once the we do the concert, people will be able to to I think in a sense be be more aware of the handicap issues that we're dealing with on a daily basis because they'll be able to see, um, you know, as far as going across country and stuff like that, you know, because the fairgrounds is pretty uh, rugged, but um, but I still make it through there. It's, you know, we have gravel, grass, and, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of hairy going through there sometimes, but we make it, but it would make it a lot easier for, that's where an outside chair would work the best, I think. Yeah, yeah especially uh, where you can be outdoors and, uh, you know, probably get uh, get more more people in there as well. So are there other uh, ideas that you have for uh, fundraising ideas, activities, events, or other well, I, I have a lot of ideas. I um, there's um, I've been approached about a pol polar plunge, <laughs> but I, I I can tell you I'm too old for that stuff. I mean I'm too old to do it. Um, it's cold, but uh, <laughs> I suppose I would have to do it if I asked anybody else to do it. Maybe Mr. Mall will do it. Maybe I can get him to do it. I well, know. I don't know about that. I the polar plunge seems yeah. to be uh, yeah. seems to uh, incorporate maybe uh, cold water. Is that right? Cold. Very cold. So, what do you plunge into? Well, you can plunge into a lake. You can plunge into a dumpster. I suppose. Um, you know, I was in a, a dumpster. Yeah, where they put, you know, where they throw a ball and hits a circle in the in the your in the bottom of your chair, and, and you drop into a dumpster. I've seen that done. I'm not gonna do it. There's no way. <laughs> I'm not doing that part. No. Nope. Are you but, sure about that? Yep, I've seen it done. And then I'm I'm. In the lake, I've seen it done there too, where they cut a hole in the ice, and then jump in to the square mm -hmm. hole, cutting the ice. Who mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's got to uh, make some things stand on end. It's got to be a hypothermia. Well, I've, been, I've been doing. I did some crazy. I've done some crazy things when I I rode. Uh, I rode. Uh, um, um, Mobile chair I went from uh, from Jamestown to Fargo, which is 100 miles, the first time. And the second year, I went from Jamestown to Minot, North Dakota, which is the uh, town of the, of the North Dakota State Fair. Uh, that's 175 miles from Jamestown, and I did that in my wheelchair to raise, wow. money, to raise money for my nonprofit, the dog school. Back in the back in the early eighties, so but that was a long time ago. But um, but I did that, so I've done some crazy things. So <laughs> something like a uh, cross country or long distance wheelchair uh, uh, project wouldn't be out of the cards necessarily. Not necessarily. I would love to go see. Uh, they have that big deal every year in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, where fanfare, right? I would love to go from Jamestown to Nashville, Tennessee in my in my uh, either in an outdoor chair with the, or um, in my regular, I don't know my my regular chair would go that far but uh, we would need a lot of batteries but yeah yeah I, I ventured to say it would be me about 35 days well is that uh, something that would be dangerous you're clipping along as a 
as a uh, disabled guy on the uh, interstates, highways, and byways, and aren't you going to get clipped off by a truck or something? That, well, end up in the ditch. Yeah, I, I ended up in the ditch when I when I was doing that. Um, I had my own uh, people with me, and uh, they weren't paying attention, and I and they hit the chair, and I rolled in the ditch. Oh my word! But uh, I didn't get hurt. Um, my pride did, but I didn't. But, yeah, I bet uh, they were really, really embarrassed. Yes, they were. <laughs> they, they were looking down, and, and they forgot to, you know, get their eye on the road. Well, see, that's the position I do not want. I don't want to be the pace car that's, like, behind the guy there, behind the chair, because I undoubtedly would be the one that would be running into the wheelchair uh, probably on a regular basis. So I, I don't want to be the guy responsible to be uh, not hitting into the wheelchair. <laughs> but uh, but um, I would love to do that. I would love to. Um, so then what do you do there? You just get pledges or? Yeah, you get pledges. And uh, nowadays you can, you know, keep track of everything on the, on the inner, inner, inner web, so you know, uh, internet. So um, you know, that's they would be able to keep track of how far we are, and uh, we just um, go to town to town, either either uh, do some public speaking, which is do some public appearances. That'd be cool. Um, you know, we had a ramp with us that we need to give away in the particular seat that we're going through. That would be great, you know. So uh, there's a lot of ideas. I know that uh, the trip to uh, Nashville, uh, to Tennessee, um, that would be a very long one and very. Uh, People told me it's pretty dangerous, you know, because you have to go on, on all those highways and uh, it's a little risky, but um, that's a chance that I'm willing to take if that, that's what it needs to be. Well, yeah, it would seem like, I mean, no matter if you've got people in front or behind or whatever, it just seems like there's some areas, man, I'm telling you, that uh, might be a little hairy, you know, with the amount of traffic. Let's say there's six lanes, eight lanes of traffic, and yeah. uh, it's rush hour, and there you are with your wheelchair. It just doesn't seem to, like, fit, like, uh, in a well, puzzle. Like, not, like, last time I had, to get, I had to get the permission from the... Uh, North Dakota State Patrol. So they kind of, they kind of kept an eye on you, I mean, on me. So, you know, of course we had the media. They were standing over the overpasses, you know, waving at me as I was going under. <laughs> so, so do you have to get in touch with other communities and other states if you're going to be? running through there with a wheelchair or just uh, hope the media suppose, catches I, up and uh, lights fire along the way? No, I, 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 well, I, I, I only did it in my own home state. So I suppose every state that you go into, you have to uh, make it okay with that particular state. And like I said, now I'm in my 60s, so it takes a physical toll on you. I had a heck of a tan and and I did it with a broken foot that year. So, you know, very much that slowed me down. Yeah, that's for sure. And it seems like that you wouldn't want to run into a situation where, you know, you're one of the states in between just says, oh, I'm just really not feeling that idea, Brad. I'm sorry, but. Right, right. And then you have to get some sponsors for batteries because batteries are expensive, you know sponsors and stuff but yeah you'd want to have uh because i imagine that you're not just going to be able to find a charging station or no, no. how would you charge such batteries you know along what do you I mean would you have you a have plan to, for something like that 
You have to have a charger or something, but when I did it before, we had to take it to the gas station and get a, a quick charge on them. And, and they had to lay me down on uh, in the rest areas on, on the side there and lay me down and, and take, take the seat off and take the batteries out and put the new ones on and take the put the seat back on, put me back on the chair and the way I took off. So it was a lot of work, but um, yeah, it was also gratifying at the time because every every ten miles we called the radio station to let them know where we were at. At the time, it was KFYR, uh, KFYR out of Bismarck that we contacted in my own town of uh, um, Jamestown. You know, we contacted fourteen uh, fourteen hundred and six hundred. AM and uh, 1400 FM or whatever the heck it was at the time. I can't remember, but uh, but it was interesting. And then uh, when we got when we got to Minot, we had a kind of like a press conference. And once we got to Fargo, we had a press conference. Because I remember driving over to uh, Channel 11 Studios and. Uh, that's, you know, we did a press conference. It was kind of cool because I, I got the hotel to give me the rooms for free for a donation, as long as I mentioned their name on in the media. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be a nice arrangement if you could align that with some or most or all of the stops along the way. If you could make some kind of partnership where you stay at their hotel and the for the cause, you know, for their donation, as it were, in kind. Right. But uh, like I said, um, um, hopefully, hopefully some of our, I know that's one of my crazy ideas. I yeah. Know I, could, I know I could do it, but like I said, that's a long ways. I've been in Tennessee before. I went to Knoxville, Tennessee. Definitely something to take under advisement there, yeah. Yeah, but that, you know, if there's any other ways to raise the money, I think I would rather do it that way. I mean, we not ready to come out to the universities and to the businesses and to the service clubs either, to the high schools and stuff, and do a lyceum and, uh, and do public speaking. They can ask questions. It doesn't bother me. I mean, I'd be willing. The education is the key, you know. Because so, in the in the in the web page is, is you know I'm available for for uh, you know, public speaking as well. So anybody's uh, interested, you, know, um, you can get a hold of me through the website. So, yes, as far as public speaking opportunities, the website will also detail that information of uh, how to get a hold of you and different things of that for different uh, events or organizations or schools or universities or co companies, businesses, or whichever. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, another nice thing. And then I suppose there's things like, uh, do you have to get certified in some way to do like a, you know, a raffle or something, a giveaway or? Well, for another uh, idea of uh, raising yeah, funds, yeah, we have we have our five hundred one c three now, so yeah, and we we haven't really thought about the raffle part of it yet because you know the, I need an idea that I would think would probably be maybe raffling off some rifles or um, well, maybe I'm I'm just gonna throw something out there like maybe. Maybe a pontoon or an ice castle or or something like that. You know, you know not call it like a sports package or whatever. You know, like a pontoon with trailer and ice castle or a, something we can give away and raise money. Maybe we can have a, a fishing tournament. 
bring some of the, maybe some of the disabled community coming when we have a fishing tournament. That'd be kind of cool. So I have some ideas. Yeah, um, I like I like to be able to um, help as many people as I can, and maybe even have like a, have um, have like a uh, someone bringing stationary bikes and have a have a not like a biker farm, you know. Or it would be kind of cool to have a motorcycle run. Who knows? <laughs> but, um, I, you know, because if we get a lot of um, people who know that we're out there and we're trying to get them um, equipment that, that they may need to make them more independent, that would make me feel the best. And I know that Polly would feel great too about it because he would be going, yes, we're going in the right direction. Maybe we should be as independent as we can. Yeah, of course. So it sounds like you uh, are no shortage of ideas getting this thing kind of off the ground here. Uh, looking forward to, uh, looks like you've got the concert maybe going for next year in 2022 and uh, maybe some other things before then. And people can kind of keep up the tabs. But just to recap, you know, the nonprofit, the PANMO organization or the Polly Ann Newmiller Memorial Organization uh, set up as a 501c3 nonprofit in order to supply goods and services, equipment, uh, such things that are not covered by insurance typically for the handicapped or disabled community. Uh, such as services, uh, home services, uh, wheelchairs, uh, ramps, things of that nature. Um, there's a ramp program uh, that would supply a ramp to an individual in each of the 50 states by application that they can. And these things are of course found on the uh, organization website, which is panmoorg.org. That's P-A-N-M-O-O-R-G dot org, panmoorg.org. Um, there's also a phone number I see here, which is uh, your phone number. It's area code 701-252-8560. And you, of course, Brad, are located in uh, North Dakota, which is in the central time zone. So if anybody out there is wondering uh, what time to call Brad, Take a look at the calendar and Google what time is it in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, some people have had uh, been calling Brad and it's been, say, two in the morning from other countries because they maybe don't know where he's located. And uh, so he's always happy to talk to people. But again, it's central time zone, which is uh, in North Dakota, U.S. Yeah, and I'm located in Jamestown, North Dakota. Jamestown, North Dakota. And I see a, an email address here of BG for Brad Gabrielson, BG Marlboro at gmail.com. So BG M A R L B O R O at gmail.com. Uh, any closing Welcome. thoughts you might have to add that we haven't covered about the organization, Brad? I mean, I, I'm not asking for a lot. I'm, you know, if anybody's interested in donating, I mean, um, I'm not asking for thousands. I'm asking, because there's more little guys than there are big guys. You know, there's more um, of the, you know, I'd rather get a lot of little, uh, little amounts of donations than large ones than other not that I won't take the large ones, don't get me wrong, but there's more, uh, more people that, you know, can't afford a, a, a great big donation. Like, I, I'd rather see a lot of uh, uh, people come up with $25, $50, That goes a long ways, and it builds up fast. 
Yeah, and, and once again, you had mentioned that one of the ways is to go to the web, website, panmoorg.org and click the Donate Now button. You can certainly send funds, a check or other type of funds to uh, the Gate City Bank at 309 2nd Avenue Southwest in Jamestown, North Dakota, 58401. And uh, thanks for uh, for sharing with us this uh, new venture, this new nonprofit. It's pretty exciting. I think uh, it will probably end up helping a lot of people. It certainly has the right uh, mission statement in mind. Um, yeah, I'm hoping, I mean, I think that's what the good Lord wanted me to do is help educate and help the disabled. So, you know, make them as in, help them be as independent as they can. Well, that certainly will help a lot of people. And I mean, uh, the Polly Ann Newmiller Memorial Organization or PANMO is what we're talking about here today on the podcast. So, um, Brad, it's been great, great information. I think uh, people are are going to get a um, are going to get a lot out of this. And if people feel so inclined, you know, they can reach out to you. Uh, maybe they have ideas of their own that can can help uh, move the organization along. And certainly, email or call Brad with those at any time of day or night. So, yeah, that would be fantastic if they had some ideas or. If they say, hey, could you come down here? I'd try my best, you know. Yeah, so. indeed. Well, I think for Brad Gabrielson, this is Greg Mall from Roller Ramp talking about Panmo organization on today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in, folks. And we will see you on an episode real soon. Right, Brad? Right. God bless you all. Thank you very much. Yep. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. Sponsored by Rollaram, this podcast features Brad Gabrielson, who encourages everyone with a disability to live life to the fullest. Rollaram is a global company based in North Dakota, dedicated to helping people find solutions to accessibility needs. We hope you'll join us again next time on Living with a Disability, No Big Deal.